and welcome to the podcast that discusses all things gaming. Coming to you from the home of Indie Popcon, Gen Con, and the gaming capital of the world, we are The Established Facts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 157 of The Established Facts. Are you just going to try and make that sound more game showy every time we do this? Every time. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to The Established Facts, episode 157. All right. Go sell a used Please car. Stop puking on the microphone. <laughs> do that and pop the peas. And- right, exactly. So, anyway, hello everyone. This is our Gen Con wrap up from two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, life happened. Life, uh, and so we are doing our post Gen Con episode. Uh, so we hope that everyone had a great time at Gen Con. I had a great time at yeah. Gen Con. Yes, agreed. Yes, I had a fantastic time at Gen Con. Good. All right, so. Uh, I would like to throw out a couple special thank yous thank before you. we get into You're our welcome. episode, but uh, definitely want to thank uh, the entire Hickman family, uh, Tracy for joining us on the show, and Laura for allowing her husband to join us on the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very smart. Uh, if you have not gotten a chance to listen to that episode, that's episode 156, please do so. It was it sitting down and hanging out with Tracy before the convention. Uh, is probably one of the. It was infotaining. It was infotaining. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Probably one of the the neatest experiences that we have in our year of podcasting, mm-hmm. sitting down with him because he really, you know, we we even talk about it a little bit on the show. Uh, but he and and his entire family have really become an extension of our family, and they, you know, really, we really look forward to seeing them and hearing about all the amazing things that Tracy's going to be doing with his son with the void. Uh, make sure that you check that out as well. Uh, obviously, we're going to probably have several different plugs from Gen Con on the episode. So, uh, you know, hope, hopefully Josh will be able to get those in show notes. If not, uh, just listen over the episode and write it all down on your own. Yeah, there'll be lots. <laughs> just, just listen. The just show notes will be written in invisible ink. Just listen. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, let's go around the table and just very quickly, uh, and we'll start. We'll go ahead and start with Deb. Um, but we'll go ahead and give us your overall reaction to Gen Con fifty, and then we'll kind of get into it a little bit Is more. Is that before in or after introductions? Oh yeah, I guess we could do introductions. I forgot that. <laughs> well, you already introduced. I me, forgot so that I'm people good. were even at the table. Uh, okay, so uh, Deb, go we're ahead and tell people who you are. Your head really. <laughs> They talk to me. They understand. That's right. Uh, um, sorry. This is Dr. Deb. This is Josh. Lance. I'm Avital. <laughs> and Prime. And, of course, your absent-minded host, Big Don. <laughs> it took all of, what, four seconds? Four seconds. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Someone's got to keep you in line. Well, you know. 
wife's not here, so it, exactly. It's brother's it's strange. Best. I'm unbridled. That's weird. I'm That's unbrighted. No, not unbrighted. She's just at home with kids. Unbridled, as in no tether to like a horse. Any sort of mental logic or reason. You oh. have the chain, but the ball's at home. Oh. It's just a much longer chain. <laughs> Okay, so we'll go ahead and start with Deb. Let's get overall Gen Con 50 reactions. I had a really good Gen Con. Um, And I've I've been to a few now, so it was really good. I had a variety of different experiences, but I got to do the stuff that I really wanted to do. Um, We made some changes, and they were for the best, considering um, our schedule and everything going on. And... um, Overall, I had a really good time. I'll get we'll get more specific later, so I won't get into too many specifics. But it started out on a fantastic note with Tracy, and um, and it ended well. We ended our time in the exhibit hall, and somebody gave us a free ottoman, so it was really yeah. awesome. That's um, a true story. As in a thing that you put your feet on, sitting on a chair, yes, or a person from the empire. No, 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 no. no. That would have been even more amazing. No, the the thing where you put your foot on it and you or you sit on it or something, a piece of furniture. Yeah. So um, yeah, and we'll get. <laughs> more specifics later but yeah it was it was really good it was um yeah i I, it was what i wanted it to be it was a time to recharge it was a time to enjoy myself it was a time to um to play the games i wanted to play and so i had a great time this was probably the smartest gen con i'd been to um gen con made a lot of really intelligent decisions okay i was like uh Per overall population, well, what, are you, what are you referring to? People. Gen Con there made were a people lot, doing right. math in the hallways. It was incredible. All the spelling bee, the Asian kid won. <laughs> the entire senior class of Purdue showed up. Um, that was this weekend. <laughs> um, but I, I say that it was the smartest, both from the decisions that Gen Con made and the decisions that uh, my wife and I were making uh, about enjoying the con and pacing ourselves and um as a matter of fact this is the first year for us that I, that we've consciously made the decision to return true dungeon tickets just so we made sure to get some more exhibit hall time mm-hmm. um so though we did not experience the true dungeon this year it was it was worth it so yeah, we're, we're not uh, sorry it was the smartest decision for <laughs> so us so what you're saying is the established facts crew of true dungeon runners didn't go at all none of us year. went none of us went wow um Take the, that, the, true. Du- no, I'm just kidding. Unless, unless <laughs> the adventurers needed time for some R and R. Yeah, yeah. Well, and from from a Gen Con perspective, they actually capped the ticket sales um, at around sixty thousand people on purpose, uh, which I thought was brilliant because you could tell that we were just be- we were below capacity the whole time. It was good movement mm-hmm. everywhere. So mm-hmm. this is the smartest Gen Con we've been to. Lance? All right. Honestly, for me, it was the smallest Gen Con ever. But that's because I didn't travel outside of the games I was playing for most of it. I was scheduled from 8 o'clock in the morning until midnight, two of the busiest days. Mm-hmm. And then 8 o'clock in the morning until noon, 1 o'clock on Sunday. And Thursday, I was with my kid most of the day and then by myself in the evening mm-hmm. so i was it was the busiest con i've ever done but it was also the smallest for me because i was inside rooms right not walking around as much as possible it's more of an intimate so i didn't get con. to go and see what was going on in the stadium 
I didn't get to go through the history of. I, I didn't walk the convention, the 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 hall. Thank you, the sales hall. I guess exhibit vendors hall. exhibit hall, hall. vendor hall. They both work. That thing where they take your money for other things. Yes, True. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you volunteer your money most of the time. Yes. Um, <laughs> in that area, I I walk through it. Uh, every aisle up and down I got to see some old friends that make web comics or my author friends um, ran into Steve Jackson he sold me a game mm. other than that it was constantly busy so I I was just it was the smallest one for me and I liked it that way mm. if, I, if I do it again next year I will probably keep every minute planned Okay. Uh, my Gen Con this year was a little bit different because, like, I had more LARPs that I went to, like, more actual events, because, like, a lot of my Gen Cons have been wandering around and randomly running into people, and that is fine. And But, like, I was actually, like playing more LARPs and I will get into details on some of those later in the episode but no like I had a good time and um I didn't take like hardly any pictures because my phone camera was being weird which is annoying but (laughs) but it was it was a good it was a good year it's always been a good year at Gen Con (laughs) So, Prime? I think for me, um, Gen Con every year is always great. Like I, there's nothing. Like every every Gen Con for me is different. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't necessarily have anything specific to point out. Like I don't, because I don't go into Gen Con with any expectations. Mm. Um. You're never disappointed. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I had a good time. Uh, I spent less time in the exhibit hall than I did in previous years, but I still had just as much fun doing what I'm do- doing what I was doing, playing games and talking to people and being an extrovert. So, you know, that was good. Yeah. Cool. Well, I have to say my overall reaction to Gen Con 50, though... I understand the decision that they made to limit the number of passes so that they could control the amount of traffic that was going in and out of the convention. And regardless what individual people's opinions are, I feel like it worked for them very well, very successfully this year. Uh, My overall Gen Con, I had a really great time uh, and... You know, to some people on the podcast and in general gaming friends may know that my wife did not want to go to Gen Con this year at all. And I convinced her to go with me because it was Gen Con L. And so, uh, let it live forever. What I did was I made sure, because I know my wife well enough to know that she does not like to have a hardcore schedule of events or anything, she really enjoys taking her time through the exhibit hall, playing and demoing games in the exhibit hall and doing things like that. Uh, And so 
I made sure that that was what I was doing on Thursday and Friday. And then Saturday was a little bit different. We did some events and walked around and checked out some stuff. But essentially, I just kind of allowed her to have the freedom that she enjoys. And thus, I really enjoyed myself as well. Because over the last two or three years, not that they've been bad. I mean, Gen Con 49 for me was probably one of the best Gen Cons I've ever had. Um, but I kind of returned to my roots when it came to Gen Con, it used to be that I would schedule like two or three events and then I would just go around and try and find pickup games and demo and stuff like that. And I haven't done that in a long time uh, because, as we just said, uh, three of us for sure, sometimes four or five or six of us, are doing True Dungeon runs and we're doing Pathfinder exclusives and things like that. And though we still did some of those things, a lot of my schedule was left open. And also for me, I have two sons that are now in school. And it was a priority for my wife and I to be home so that we could get the kids off the bus. And they get off the bus at 4.30. So we had much shorter days at Gen Con, which in my opinion was really good for us because it allowed my introverted wife to be able to pace herself and have a good time in doing the things that we got to do. And then she got to go home and recharge. And then on Friday, uh, even though we were picking up our kids from the bus. I had a game scheduled that night, so I got to come back. She got to hang out at home with the boys, and I got to have more con time, and she got to have more introvert time. And so it really, for the way that we worked it out, it was a really good con for us. And uh, I don't know what next year is going to hold. I expect that at least one of us will be at Gen Con. I don't know if it will be the entire four days, but we'll see. Um, And... But overall, my like I said, my overall opinion for Gen Con 50 was, was a positive one. Yeah, go ahead, Lance. Yeah, our, My family, since my daughter is of age as your sons are, she likes to play a, a certain game at Gen Con. And we made the decision that we were going to take her out of school mm-hmm. for one day yeah, so that she could play her game because it's a five-hour game. And oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, uh, the Academy, Pathfinder, right? Pathfinder. Yeah, 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 Pathfinder Academy. Which we may or may not do again. Because it's just another society game. It's a five-hour society mm-hmm. game, period. Um, but yeah, we took her out of school that day. We, we made sure we had child care for our youngest. But we brought her one day. And then she went to school the next day. But we also had child care provided for that time as well. So I'm, I'm with you. And do you want to bring your kids that are school-aged to Gen Con? I, it's hard to bring super little ones. Yeah. Because there's nothing for them. And they're more annoyed by being there most yeah. of the time because it, it's out of their routine. The school-age kids want to go, but then school's a priority. Right. So how do you right. balance that? We just decided we were going to do it one day, and then that's it. And that's exactly what we did, too. We we brought the boys Sunday. We brought all three of our boys on Sunday. I had a Starfinder event that morning with Josh and Deb. And, yeah, it was just Josh and Deb. That's right. Yeah, sure. uh, and then... Um, and then the boys came with us, and so Bonnie walked around in the exhibit hall for a little bit, and they bought some board games, and then they walked around to some different places and checked some fun stuff out. And the boys had a great time, which I thought was cool. And the pace for Sunday was really good for them because they weren't overwhelmed by anything. Uh, you know, Sunday Sunday's still a fairly busy day, but because it's a shorter day and it's not a Saturday you're not going to have to deal with the amount of like cosplay traffic and things like that. Most, I would say, a, a 
vast majority of people don't really cosplay on Sunday because a lot of that <clears throat> a lot of that time that they put into their costume is now over because the costume contest is usually on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so so they had a great time walking around. They <laughs> my my wife told my two oldest sons who love going around and finding people in costume and taking pictures with them, which I think is great. Uh, that she was not going to walk around and take a picture of every person that was in a costume, so they had to be selective with who they wanted a costume or wanted a picture with. My oldest son Joe saw a couple that was dressed as Batman and Wonder Woman in armor, yes, like scale mail armor, which I thought was incredible, and he wanted a picture with them. And of course, my son. Daniel, my five-year-old, who, in my opinion, is probably the supervillain of our family, uh, decided <laughs> he wanted a picture. A of, kid. He wanted a picture of Doctor Doom, mm. and he is standing. The greatest picture. I probably will post it on my fa- my personal Facebook. Uh, he is standing there, and he's got his hands kind of up and like clenched, like he's getting ready to, you know, I don't know, do it's something. The take over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the take over the world. And then Doctor Doom is literally standing. Above him, because the guy, I think it looks like he's about six foot plus tall, and he's in his Doctor Doom costume, and he's kind of doing the same pose. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, my son is a supervillain! <laughs> this is amazing!" Like, it was, it was so good. So oh, they had a great time. Son. Yeah, I'm proud of you. That's right. I found, anyway, I found that uh, doing the the family cosplays. Uh-huh. You get a lot more picture requests taken. Uh-huh. Uh, my daughter and I dressed as uh, members of a cartoon together, and it was Ladybug and Cat Noir. And Avital helped us and joined in and, and was also one of those characters. You played Adrian. Adrian, yeah. yeah. One of the secret identities of the superheroes. <laughs> yeah, one of them. We won't say which one, but I was Cat Noir. <clears throat> and my daughter was dressed as, as the Ladybug. When she disappeared from me for a little bit to go with her mom somewhere, I was standing in the hallway. Tons of people walked by. A few Nothing. people recognized me. Right. As soon as my daughter joined me, yeah. tons of picture requests. Can we take your picture? Oh, it's so cute that you would do that with your kid. Right, right. So, You're yeah, like, people my idea. That's great. Yeah, no, it, that's was, cool. it was my kid's idea, totally. So, obviously, Gen Con is the best four days in gaming. There are a lot of games that are premiered at Gen Con, uh, such as Starfinder and uh, other awesome board games like that. Uh, D&D 5.0 was also... That's true, right. A couple years ago. Exactly. And so the showcase for Gen Con are new games. So I would like us to discuss and go around the table and talk about some of our favorite games that we played this uh, Gen Con weekend. Uh, And definitely... um, you can combine your favorite game that you played as well as your favorite new game. So they don't have to be the same. So if you played a great Pathfinder Society game, but then you also played a great Starfinder game, you know, definitely showcase those things. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and start in reverse order, and we'll start with Prime. So favorite game, favorite new game of the Gen Con weekend? Um, I would have to say um, I really only played... Uh I played one genre of game, but I played it for two different companies. So um, the first one I played that I can actually say was new was uh, I played in a couple of D&D game, uh, 5th edition games that I've played 5th edition once before, but 
it was in a Living Arcanist campaign, um, which um, I think is an independently developed campaign that is um, set up for D&D 5th edition, but it's been around since D&D 3.0. Yeah, so it's been I around still, since Living Greyhog. I still own the Living Arcanist, original Living Arcanist yeah, book. So yeah, so to be involved in that type of a world who that's got that much history and that much background it was definitely a cool thing to do for a con game so um yeah that's probably my favorite slash new games that i played i only i only played like what four games this week this year okay but they were all four hour games so it's like right (laughs) that makes sense yeah all right avital what you got all right um I literally was only doing LARPs, but I do have a couple things to mention. Um, my favorite gaming experience at Gen Con this year was um, I, I LARP in One World by Night, the, that organization. Yay. Um, I normally just play the Guru, which is the werewolf, um, but there is also a local Sabbat game, which is one of the vampire genres. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, they were doing a... Uh, a game they were hosting a game at Gen Con on Friday night. Um, but the premise of it was kind of a it was like a supernatural auction type thing. So there were other there were some shifters there, not any like guru werewolves, you know, but there were like some cats and there was Bastet. Yes, Bastet. Not everyone knows that. But um, we may not know it, but listeners might. Yeah, I'm just I'm just giving the the tr- the crawl underneath. Yes, the vocalized crawl. The, the, the whisper. Yes, subtitles. That's it. I'm giving subtitles for what but you're yeah, saying. There Vocals were vampires. There were <laughs> there were some shifters. There were some mages. Um, but uh, I know the. Were there any hunters? That's really what I want to know. Was no. Sam and Dean there? <laughs> no, that would have been. No, they passed away a long time ago. Oh. Interesting. Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin. Uh, uh, oh, Rat Peg. Wow. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know the ST, the storyteller that runs that game, and um, I saw him like a week or a couple weeks before Gen Con, and he asked if I wanted to play an NPC at that game, a non-player character. And I was like, sure, yeah. I'm not. I was like, I have one thing that evening which was the uh the mikey mason concert but i could come after because they were playing till like one and and he's like all right well i will whip something up for you um and so i was actually playing a black spiral dancer which are the fallen werewolves and uh so i had a lot of fun like putting together a costume that was like very different from anything i'd worn before like it was black and green and like i had this green shift type thing that I just like cut up a bunch and it was all and over like my black clothes that I was wearing and I actually was wearing a little bit of makeup like some dark eyeliner and like dark lipstick so it was a very different look for me but honestly it was so much fun like playing a different kind of character and just like because it's funny because the Sabat vampires also have packs so I walk in, I'm like, oh, yeah, I just lost my pack. And they're like, oh, that's so sad. You know, we can help you out. And then they're like, some of them were like, oh, you know, come, we run this show. You can join our show. I was like, I don't know. They're come see our show. And then, like, someone else that has found out I am a werewolf mentions that. 
And then the other vampires are like, oh my gosh, that's terrifying. <laughs> but it was really funny. Like, it was, it was a lot of fun to just play this different kind of character. And I think I'm probably I'm going to play this NPC again later because literally I walked into the room and this werewolf, she gained a, a blood bane as her totem. <laughs> Which, for anyone that knows anything about this, as a shifter, she can buy up to two points in the seven basic vampire disciplines. Which is a huge thing for a shifter to be able to, like, have the vampire powers and not be an abomination, not be a shifter that has been turned into a vampire. Anyways, and, uh, like, is, like, in working relationships with some of the vampires, like, the local ones. Anyways, it was so much fun just, like, getting to see people's reactions as they realize what I was. And they're just... Because I was... Avital, I am a, a bouncy and hyper person normally. I turned it up a notch and was like twirling around in circles and spir- dancing a lot, Spirals. you know, dancing yeah. spiral and, and just being very, uh, hyper and giggling a lot. But literally one of my friends, he was like, I hooked hear you from the other side of the room. And he's like, that does not sound like Avital's normal laugh. He's like, that's like an evil giggle on his, it is creepy. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. So I was kind of, that was like a new thing for me. And that was like my most fun gaming experience. But an an interesting thing that I had heard of before, uh, not a game exactly, but had never experienced at all, is called Sirenscape, which uh, is the sound producing the sound thing. Yeah. yeah, their website literally says it's a dynamic, easy to use application designed to create continuous, repetition-free sound environments. And I'm a super siren. Yeah, so. the app is so cool. Like, <laughs> da, da, da. I tempt sailors just from oceans away. Like you can, there are different sound, you know, the, collections, the Witchwood and Storm or whatever, and mm. they have different things in them, and you can turn this one up or down or turn this one off, and it's really, really cool. But also, what they were doing was they had a thing that was in the coupon book that if you go to their booth, and you can help record lines for Shoggoth. This, I think that was what it was called, this this creature. And so they ha- they're they having everyone record the same lines, and then they're going to play them all at the same time for this creature to speak. Oh, the million-voice creature? Yeah. Nice. Shogoth is one of the Elder Gods. Yeah, so so there was, like, the lines that you read. Like, they had them playing, and you would say them in the same tone. Meter. Like, they had a little recording booth, you know, that zipped up and everything. And then, like, at the end, there was just some space for you to just say whatever, because they would, that would just be like a cacophony of noises that they put together later and so that was kind of cool and um but i think sirenscape is really really cool like even without paying for it like you can still get some decent use out of it and they had some like free codes if if you were there for you could download more ones free and stuff so they have a good selection that are free and they have some that you can buy by the package like mm-hmm. five to fifteen dollars a package or it and this is going to sound super strange or it's twenty dollars every two months not ten dollars a month twenty dollars every two months <laughs> uh, that's how they bill you uh, but when you do that and become a super siren you get access to every package mm-hmm. new and old Which it's is, pretty awesome it's very cool they're they're actually from Australia. Yes, Benjamin Looms, mm-hmm. which is great talking to them because I'm just like, please keep yeah. talking in your cool accents. I like you this. get to say you're a super siren. That's right. Does your hair grow yellow and you know? Start <laughs> <doing>? <laughs> 
This is not the siren you'd want to find on the sea. Trust me. Oh, God. He, he was Dragon Balling it. Super Saiyan. Oh, my gosh. Super Siren. Just Super Saiyan. Power level's over 9,000. I'm a Super Siren. I'm just Super Saiyan. My name's Critical Role uses... Uh, Sirenscape. Yep, and they have like they have specific sets like for Pathfinder. There was one that's for like one of the n- named wizards, and like like they have lines from yep. him and like. Which, They're also I, bringing really Starfinder cool. to their sci-fi package. Nice. So. But yeah. Beep, boop. <laughs> Thanks, R two. I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself as a different character. You went exactly the reverse of the way that I went when I did my first vampire LARP. I went from being a vampire to finding out that I was an abomination. <laughs> so I was I was attacked on all sides. And you were embraced, not literally. <laughs> but I, I'm glad you had a good time. I love hearing those stories of I tried something completely different than what I'm used to and I loved it. I, I dig that so hard. I'm trying to do that in the next game, uh, Pathfinder, that I play with our group. To the chagrin of some. <laughs> My favorite gaming moments. Um, I played a lot of Pathfinder Society this Gen Con. I think I was in the ballroom <laughs> 12 hours out of the day, maybe more. Oh, yeah, you needed a cot yeah. in there. There was one point I was sitting so long, I actually developed a medical issue. <laughs> uh, but the game with my daughter, always a blast. Simply because I love hearing her imagination run wild, and we'd created a character for her. She has an actual Pathfinder Society number. Um, it, it it was just letting her do the yes and, and the, the GM that we had was not supposed to be our GM. We just we found someone that was sitting alone and said, "Would you mind running a table for our daughter?" And they said yes. And we were the only ones at the table. Mm-hmm. So the rules that are the Pathfinder Society were bent a little. <laughs> some at more than a 90 degree angle. <laughs> so that the fun could happen. And I really appreciated that. So I want to give a shout out to Trudy Gallahan. She was that person, the, the GM, that was supposed to be running an advanced Pathfinder Academy. Instead, did the beginner for us. And we just had a blast. Uh, and that was reflected in the smile and the giggles that came from my little one as, as she played. So that's my favorite moment. Um, other f- good moments were getting the Batman crew back together again, playing in Derek's Batman game. Uh, Josh getting to be Lego Batman, saying, <laughs> I'm not going to do the same thing that Lego Batman did last time. And then doing the exact same thing that Lego Batman did last time. <laughs> Only in a couple instances. <laughs> but it, it was true, again, that you, as Lego Batman, were the oomph forward for much of the game. Um, I know all the secrets, so let's just move past this. Let's get, let's get it over with. I dug that. Um, and then playing the great train robbery game uh, that followed the... The other one that Derek ran, the Lost Religion. Oh game. yeah, the Great Train Robbery that was run by Adam. That was really really fun because again it opened up the. These are the rules, but we're gonna throw them out in in lieu of fun, 
and we just kept playing and playing until everyone was done playing. So I like that. That was a lot. The newest game I played, are we going to do that later? No, go for it. Game of Thrones Catan. I didn't get to play that. Was I saw it. I heard that I people were excited time. about that. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same, except now there's a wall, and at certain points in the game, walkers either climb the wall, break through the wall, and and there's a strategy to where you place your stuff initially as to what will happen with those walkers oh. as they come through. White walkers. Um, spoilers. Don't put your stuff next to the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Noted. So noted. But Annette had a good time playing society. A lot. Very cool. (laughs) So uh, I was in a lot of the Pathfinder Society games with Lance uh, as well and my wife. And uh, we, of course, did the specials with our uh, group that normally runs with Don, Lance, Vanessa, Deb, and I. And then Friday night... uh, Derek's husband Dan joined us and uh seemed to have a pretty good time with that the crew it, it's pretty neat because our society group when we uh, do get together and play is around seven to eight people anyways so even though Adam and Dan switched Friday and Saturday night it we had the same dynamic and uh, we were able to work together with what was going on there the funny thing about Friday night um with uh friday night was saint right yes yeah yes so friday santarius santarius yes santarius yes. <laughs> whatever um from italy was our game master big props to him uh because he just kind of rolled with it like he the was so funny he rolled with it the entire time so much so that you know we were taking a little bit longer than a lot of tables and they were pushing through uh the different goals so much faster he's like i don't care we're finishing this we're gonna, they they finished it. They opened it. I don't care. We're finishing this. You just get to choose another one. <laughs> we'll just say you completed it. I'm like, well, all right. We would, be in the, we would be in the middle of doing a specific objective, and then they'd we'd be three quarters of the way through it, and then they'd make the announcement, and we've defeated this objective. And we're like, wow, that's we're not uh, done with it. So let's yeah. just keep going. And then, we're not done yeah, with and it. And he was darn like, it. well, we'll just finish this so that you guys get a chance to experience it, and then we'll choose something else on the list. And I'm like, <laughs> he was okay. he was pretty pretty awesome in that. And then. Um, for Sunday, we played Starfinder uh, Sunday morning, and I think Starfinder turned out to be a lot better than any of us expected, <laughs> particularly with the space combat. Oh my I, gosh, w- yes! So wanna, sold on the space, space combat. combat again, yeah, like right now. So w- they use a hex. I'd be, to- I would be down to just play that. Right, <laughs> like that mm-hmm. was a really cool mechanic. Um, they use a hex system so that it's uh, a little more easy to understand maneuverability because they do do facing when it comes to um the the star the combat starship combat mm-hmm. and we were in a ship that had um normal maneuverability so every time we move at hex we could turn one of the six directions but we were facing four goblins who had perfect maneuverability which basically meant they could spin around like and they're <laughs> looking in one space yeah um but it was it was fun to see kind of that dynamic come together. Uh, but I think the most memorable part of that, we showed up. Most uh, Don was running late. Don I think walked in the room at nine oh three. Oh my gosh! Um, and we're standing there, and I'm like, we have a team of like we have a team of three. Well, you can either go with the two of you, and we're going to fill it out with four, or you guys will sit out. And I I argue with our game master long enough 
or the guy that was um, mustering the, the musterer. It wasn't the game long it was enough the for to delay enough for Don to like. He's right here. There's our three. <laughs> um, totally was like an unlimited soliloquy. No I'm just going to talk about that. this and blah 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 blah. Eventually, Don three of us show the tickets. They give us three more, and we sit down. No game master for five minutes. Five, five minutes. Good five to ten minutes. We're just sitting there. No GM whatsoever. Finally, we get a hold of somebody at HQ, and, and they send us a guy over. And this guy's like, "Well, I'm going to be up front with you. Uh, I'm not run this yet." Name? What's his name? Tim. Uh, that sounds right. That sounds right. Um, he read the rules. I think that's what his name was. He's Tim read the scenario. He'd yet to run it. Never so run we're, we're just going to go with it. I'm yep. like, okay. Halfway through the campaign. You're sitting at the right table. Right. <laughs> all right. Halfway through the scenario, he realizes, all right, uh, this is a CR4. And we're all like, what? Yeah. We're all CR1. Yeah, we're all first level characters because you guys are supposed to have the fourth level characters. We don't. We yeah. don't. They gave us Okay, first. let's see what happens. You kill it. Yay. Yeah, well, <laughs> it kind of was. He we, took out. I mean, we we survived. <laughs> yeah, he took AC off of it. on our teeth. Yeah, yeah. yes. He was wondering why we weren't just mowing down a bunch yeah. of space yeah. goblins. And He's why like, would you get knocked out a lot? I, I'm playing a character that has psychic powers. He's like, what do you mean you only have three mind thrusts and you've used them all? And I'm like, well, I'm only a first level character. Like, <laughs> oh. 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 Because the, the psychic guy gets another awesome power at like third or fourth level that he right. could have used. Yeah, I didn't have it. Okay. And we're like. It was so okay. fun. We had a great time. And, and with Lego Batman, I. I was playing emo Lego Batman because <laughs> I'm going to sit down and watch TV. Right. No, nobody yeah, was asking. They weren't asking me to do anything. So I spent about for 30 minutes, 45 minutes as Lego Batman sitting pouting. on the couch watching television. He was pouting people. That's because what he was doing. I was. Nobody ate, was asking me to do anything. He ate popcorn and he sat on the TV and he watched soap operas. That's what he did. Okay. Anybody so. who's seen Lego Batman? I'm Batman. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> he gets home and spends it by himself watching TV eat popcorn it felt it's good the, to geek out during that game with was, someone else that knew batman yeah, as well has, as i yeah. did yeah uh, i don't remember her name but she was she was she loved how much you knew it was oh, great man. i really yeah a lot of good games debbie well i'm gonna claim my my new game and i'm i know something gonna say your cheaty face but i'm not gonna say that i'm cheating because i have never actually played a complete nsdm game until this year. Okay. I had started a game, but I had never finished one. So I actually played through two complete NSDM games. Which stands for? Oh, boy. National Strategic Defense, Defense uh, NSGM. Hold on. National NS- Strategic Defense Game, I think is what it is. Um, I thought it was NSDM. It is. National Strategic Defense. Mm, National Security Decision Making Game. S- yeah. Uh, it, I went into it's defense because you're all in defense, basically. But yeah, it, it's with Model missiles. UN. Yeah. Model UN with missiles. No, that's the Doomsday game, <laughs> which I didn't play in. Anyway, um, a, a lot of fun once I figured out the dynamic. It has a pretty steep learning curve because you really, and for someone who's not extroverted, this game is a dream for any extrovert. I just have to tell you. And if you're an extrovert political or government person, oh, my Lanta. 
the game we played on Thursday night, I really thought um, one of the ladies who was in our group, I really thought that she was just going to like start doing cartwheels. She was having so much fun. Um, she wanted to go into politics when she was younger. She decided that wasn't what happened, but she was lo- she loves government and politics and intrigue and all this. She was having so much fun. She was like, how many other games do they have? Well, how many games are these? Are, are, are these are open? Because I just want to play this all weekend long. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um but it was a lot of fun. And as I got it figured out and figured out what can I do, how do I do this? And when you don't know, who do you ask? Because there's a lot of that. Um, I had a really good time. Um, I also, at the end of... I played Wednesday night. So before Gen Con even started, I played my first game. And that night, I think we sat around talking with the people who run it for like 20 minutes after the game was over and just asking them you know, what, what their experiences are, what... You know, what do they like to see as people running the game? Um, what, you know, I don't know. When you talk to people who actually run it and have done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games, they have a, a really cool perspective. So I got to talk to them and just had a really, really good time. So for my new game, so that's my, my pretend new game. Um, <laughs> um, actual new game is going to be Starfinder because I'd never played it before. And as I said, we loved, I loved the space element to it. I also love the way that the ship dynamic so like there's the captain and there's the science officer and then there's the pilot and they all have specific things that they can do i love that like this is my job but um, if i can help somebody with their job as the captain you can and it was a neat dynamic um i liked that that kind of a flashback to being in a star trek kind of thing and okay the pilot's doing this while tactical's doing this and you know commander riker's doing this a little bit of that flavor. So I really, I really like that. So kudos to uh, to the folks at Paizo who came to, came up with that. Is it like the Captain is Dead meets D&D? <sighs> sort of. Sort of. Every, every person. So when you are in you a into- ship-to-ship battle. So now space you have, combat. You have, you have someone in the party that you choose to be the captain. They can make diplomacy rolls at the top of the order in order to add a static plus one that someone else can use to beef up their numbers. Then you have someone who's an engineer roll the initiative based on their engineering role. And then you have people who use their ranged attack or piloting skill to fire the weapons. And so everybody has a piece to the puzzle. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have one person specialized on one specific thing and that's all they do you can you know obviously you can mix things up but it's all of the all of the pieces and moving parts of the ship to ship battle depend on the crew that you have and how well their skills are and then where the where everything gets navigated and when you're on the ground you don't have those rules per se because those rules because when you're in ship to ship you can change out every round what role you're you're yeah. in so everyone is kind of sharing the role because if somebody has the realization I am just, I'm not as good at diplomacy, or someone read their sheet wrong and went oh I actually have like a plus twelve in diplomacy right then you should probably be the captain you should Let be me the shoot. captain <laughs> I'll shoot um, the gun um, so it from that point it's it's very much Pathfinder um, everywhere else mm-hmm. except for a few like rule differences. Like, you have an energy armor class and a kinetic armor class, which, depending on what weapon you get hit with, yeah. determines which AC you go against. And instead of um, just hit points, there's stamina that goes down first and then hit points. Stamina is really easy to get back. At the end of an encounter, you can get your stamina back, whereas hit points take time or you need a specific class to get it back or first aid kits to get it back. So, um, mm. 
I think the only negative I had about it, probably the entire time we played it, was that in Pathfinder, when in order to die, you have to lose your hit points equal to your full con score. In uh, Starfinder, there's this thing called a resolve point. And you start losing resolve points, which you hit zero stamina, zero hit points. And once your resolve is gone, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Well, we were first level characters and had two resolve. I have a con score of like 14. Yeah, but that mechanic, in and of itself, that mechanic would not have negative. It would not have been a negative had we been playing the proper CR for our characters. Probably. Um, but it's just because we were getting hit mind. harder than we were hitting. Sure, was the problem. Mm-hmm. Sure, but it's, it's the way it should good. be. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, it, we were you we were in squeak we, out of a thing with a story to tell. I mean, that's true. And the game was great. Yeah, the game was great, and there were no. I I personally have no complaints None. about anything that we experienced with Starfinder. There were a couple, you know, foobars, but not anything super crazy. Mm-hmm. And and we were able to circumvent any serious situations and it was fun it was a good game and we had three people at the table that had not only played the demos but were at least familiar with a lot of the rules Mm -hmm. which was in my opinion though it might seem annoying if i was sitting at a table playing a game that i had known how to play for quite some time and then having people who were kind of you know rules lawyery if you will but these people because they knew the rules were great because it's like we'd have a question and the GM would not necessarily be 100% sure and they'd be able to show us in the book, oh, this is how you resolve this issue. Oh, this is how you do. And I was like, cool. Like, that's awesome. That's what I want on my first game. Yeah. Well, and yeah. e- everyone knows the first time you're going to play through a new rule system, everyone's going to be learning, even right. the game master. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so now I really want our Starfinder. <laughs> we actually don't have our Starfinder core rulebook yet. because yes, we do. It's right there. Is it? Oh, cool. I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, I haven't bought, bought, bought it yet. So he it's still pointed okay. to a book on a shelf. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, he did point to a book on a shelf. Well, that one technically is going to go to Dawn, and then we get our nicer one yep. eventually. Yeah, but. So anyway, I need to read through the rulebook more in depth. Obviously. And you guys are so. subscribed, so you should yeah. also have PDFs. I do have the yeah, PDF. He does. Yeah. I actually have to you know, figure out where it is. It's at in his computer. But yes, he does have the PDF. And <laughs> and if you have not seen hmm. the Starfinder Core rule book, it's the prettiest book I've ever seen. It's the artwork pretty. in the book and is And most amazing. people didn't because it sold out in six and a half hours. <laughs> I was going to say that Tadori, yeah. the Tadori cover. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Are you done, Deb? Because I thank you. Yeah, I, 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 yes. I, I have great um, things. So, though, uh, yeah. <laughs> NSDM, Starfinder, the Pathfinder specials were, were great fun. They always are. So I feel a little silly saying it one more time. I really had a great time. Um, with that as well um and then we did a little bit of time in the exhibit hall um our that's we weren't going to get much time which is why we gave up true dungeon and we were at uh calliope games and played through several uh games i didn't have a lot of experience with them but we played one called central city is that what it was capital city it was capital city um it hasn't come out yet but we played it and we enjoyed it so much that we we uh, pre-ordered it from them and so we have a couple of games from them. We have Dicey Peaks. We were going to get Capital City, and there's another one. Sur of the Seas. That's it, Sur of the Seas. Which um, I was really surprised that you guys had not played before, because I've played that game several times. Not played Sur of the Seas. I know, I know. I've played Sur of the Seas, too, because Sur of the Seas is a little different, because you're, you're a... You are a you're the boat fisherman trying to, get away trying to stay away from yeah, trying the dragons. Trying to live from the instead dragons. Of, instead yeah. of being the dragon, trying right. to avoid each other. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> right. anyway, so I had a really good time. Uh, Calliope was, was a lot of fun. Um, 
And I'm I'm still very confused that Mayfair doesn't have Catan anymore. My my that's brain broke on that about four Asmo times. Day bought Catan. I know, and they I did not buy Mayfair. They and my husband Catan. kept reminding me of that as I'd walk by, and I was like, "It's just strange that Mayfair doesn't have all the Catan stuff." My but had they not bought had they not bought Catan, mm-hmm. there would not be a Catan Game of Thrones. Well, that's true because they did work on it. So fair enough. I, I I'm mean, not I'm not upset and I'm not bitter. It was just. Mayfair doesn't have that. I know okay. it's it. It seemed awkward. Yes. However, if you did go over to the Mayfair games, mm-hmm. they had a lot of really fun stuff. Yeah. I actually got to play Agricola, the family edition, and mm-hmm. that was a ton of fun. Yep. Uh, and then there was another game that I played that I cannot remember the name did of. Did you just say Agricola? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We bought what? what? Let's see the game we Agricola. bought. We haven't played it yet. Actually, we it's played Greek. the Calliope games. But we okay, haven't played. We I'm not Greek. Fair, as a matter of fact, the country that would have been my native country, based on my family line, is not anywhere near Greece. <laughs> so I say Agricola. Agricola. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just like I say, Galaganos. Just like I say. Giro. <laughs> I am. I am wrapping up. That was my. That was my. Uh, my. You say my Wandering through Gen Con <laughs> games for I'd you like a gyro, <laughs> of what please. I of what I experienced. So I'm now done. I'm going to hand it off the reins. Go. Okay. Go. <laughs> well, I would have to agree that Pathfinder was great. Starfinder was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a ton of fun playing uh, a couple of different versions of Catan at the Catan booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played. A Explorers and mm-hmm. Pirates, I think is what it was called. Something like that. Yeah, I know they have uh, all of those. And then I also got to play uh, Traders and Knights for the first time, mm. which was really good. Like, I, I know that it's been out for, you know, a million years, but mm. in general, I had never played it, uh, played that game at Gen Con or anywhere else, and I got to sit down and play it and really enjoyed it. Did not get a chance to play... Um, Game of Thrones Catan, but I did also get to play uh, the America version of Catan, Catan yeah. in America. Catan America, I think. It and it's really good, too. It adds an element, instead of having um, the same kind of iconic cities and settlements and uh, roads and stuff, they actually have set, uh, they have settlers mm-hmm. that have a wagon that move down to different areas, and that's where you sit. And then they also have a train mechanic where you build train tracks and then connect that. little areas. It's year, fun. Next year, I may be more at the Catan booth and play because really, I mean, I play classic Catan, I play yeah. the Catan dice well, game, and Catan cards. But all the other Catans that they have, I, right. I think I need to spend some time and, and experience all those. And and like I said, the Mayfair booth was a lot of fun to mm-hmm. play games at because they had a lot of neat stuff that I had not gotten a chance to play because most of the time when I would go. And they still had Catan. Those were the games that we would play was mm-hmm. Catan because the mechanics carry over from one version mm-hmm. to the next. And your wife loves Catan. Right. So. And, and so those were all good. I mean, she spent a bill on new Catan games. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And uh, for those of you who don't know what that means, it has Benjamin Franklin on the front. <laughs> uh, but she got the uh, the cool thing is they still do the dis yes okay. the Declaration of Independence. Bill if it rights? costs a hundred dollars, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So they uh, they still do the discount thing. You pl- it's twenty five percent off uh, your selection of games um, if you get 
the resource cards to get the coupon and stuff like that, which okay, is so a lot of fun. So their booth does similar to what the Mayfair does. Because, you know, Mayfair, you're in the ribbons. Yeah, they have the ribbons United. and stuff. So it's a and the ribbons idea. are all now based on uh, Agricola. Oh, yes. Um, the Mayfair ribbons threw me off because they're the same colors, but they were different right. things. And I'm yeah. like, I'm lost. Well, like, and the sheep, the what I think is great, they still have sheep, and the sheep ribbons are now white. Oh, my gosh. And I have, great. okay, so just a wow. secret confession very quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, I have always mm. wanted to get enough sheep ribbons mm-hmm. to make a kilt out of. <laughs> we saw a lady. Did you see the lady that, that was at Killer cape? Breakfast? Yeah. She yeah. has her. She made a cape yeah. out of I, I her ribbons around the from Mayfair hall. ribbons. I, I saw it was impressive. I was like, I love yeah. your cape, and I she was like, Thank fun. you. She earned the ribbons, and her sister apparently did the sewing for it. And I was right. like, That's phenomenal. Yeah. So that's a lot of Gen Cons. That's yeah. a lot of Gen. That's, a, that's lot of, a lot of time at the well, Mayfair you, booth. You don't. Yes, but. You probably wouldn't have to go to a ton of Gen Cons because you could just constantly, like, if that's all you did for four days and you right. had a teammate and yeah. all you did was, I'll take sheep, I'll take sheep, just I'll take sheep, it up. I'll take yeah. sheep, or whatever. And just keep sitting there and just keep, right. Yeah, just then the then you, you'd have a boatload of ribbons by the end of one weekend. Yeah. But to make a cape, you'd have, that, that's, that's a ton. Well, now other booze and other groups are getting into the ribbon thing, too. That's true. So yeah, like, absolutely. You don't have to necessarily do just Mayfair. That's you true. Can go depending to on the, what you, yeah, the gamer booths, what ribbons you used yeah that'd be kind of fun Calliope to see somebody make a patchwork pins. cape or something like that out yeah. of a bunch of different ribbons it'd be neat to see someone that has one of every ribbon oh oh my like, god! they've gone through Ooh. and they've done all so, different events the, i wow. yes okay so the games that i played <laughs> uh i would have to say the pathfinder exclusives were a lot of fun uh the one with saint was incredible. Mm. I would have to say, though, my favorite new game was definitely Starfinder. Um, hands down, I was... I had... I told Deb while we were standing in the line to get boons for Pathfinder, I said, I am... I don't know if I'm way too overhyped for playing Starfinder because I already have these expectations in my head of what I want this game to be. Uh... And I hope that I'm not overselling it in my head. Mm-hmm. And then we played it, and I went, this is exactly what I wanted it to be. This, I mean, there's probably a lot of people out there that played it and are disappointed. That's fine. There are a million and a half sci-fi genre role-playing games that you might enjoy. I loved Starfinder. And I have already been trying to figure out when we can start doing a regular Starfinder game. Mm-hmm. Uh, not And not just with the, the people sitting at this table, but, you know, I'm trying to get my cousins uh, into doing some role-play gaming and things like that and trying to figure out when we might be able to set something up like that. Uh, so I'm, I'm, ex- I'm like, extremely excited about the potential of Starfinder and Starfinder Society and some of the things like that. Uh, that are coming out. Our friends Bryce and Danny bought Starfinder. Okay. They really want to get into some Starfinder games as well. So there's a lot of really cool potential with what this is. And the ship mechanic is solid, in my opinion. It's not overcomplicated. Right. Uh, so if you are a battle tech or, you know, if you are a war gamer, you're probably going to look at this and go, ah, eh, that's not really, it's kind of simplified to what I really want. And that's understandable. For a bunch of us role players that are only just now getting into that genre of gameplay, 
it's simplified and it's straightforward and it should be easy to go ahead and play. So with all of that being said, we had a really great time at Gen Con, so much so that we have so much more to talk to you about. So we're going to go ahead and move into our part two of our post-Gen Con episode. Please visit us at www.theestablishedfacts.com and our Facebook page, facebook.com slash theestablishedfacts. If you'd like to support us by buying some merchandise, visit cafepress.com slash castingrobot. Bonus!